My next guest is the founder and CEO of Kahani Digital. She has built an agency that supports South Asian brands and entrepreneurs. Please welcome Hani Anis. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Hani. Hey. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat and get to know you better. So yeah, feel free to share with us who you are, what you do, and what got you here. Of course. Um, I'm Hani. I am from the Baltimore, D.C. area, and I have two businesses. I am in luxury South Asian bridal fashion, and my company is called Anise Collections. Um, and I also have a digital marketing and PR agency for South Asian owned or founded brands called Gahani Digital, for which I'm the CEO of as well. Wow, that's incredible. So how do you do it all? How do you juggle so many different projects? And, and yeah, like you're a superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some days it feels like it, some days it doesn't. Um, it's definitely a lot of work. It's it's a lot of hours in the day, but I think what keeps me going is I've never found as much fulfillment and as I do now. Um, I've worked so many like corporate jobs, internships, and I look forward to genuinely doing what I do every day. Um, whether it's easy or it's hard, it's just that passion that like really helps me wake up and tackle every day. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about your digital marketing agency because I've used to run one and I know how much work it goes into it. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm curious to know like how you got started and 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 why are you specifically targeting South Asian demo demographics? Yeah, yeah. For me, um, I I like to put this in a way where it, I mean, like. I fell into it is how I usually like to put it. And, mm -hmm. and that's truly what it is because the pandemic hit as I was kind of in a career transition phase. Um, mm -hmm. The pandemic caused my, my bridal company to shut down basically for months at a time. So I had more time on my hands because, you know, weddings weren't happening. That was really not like the wedding business was a bad industry to be in at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So everything was shut down there. And then I had quit my corporate job in 2019, um, aiming to just kind of take a break for my health, mental health, just all of that. And I wanted to go back into the corporate world in 2020. And again, pandemic hit. So I was in this weird in-between transition. And I started um, 
looking for jobs that were outside of kind of what I traditionally did, which I studied finance. And so that's what I was doing in the corporate world. And marketing was a natural fit because I was doing it already for my brand. Um, And the role that I found was at a VC firm and it was a hybrid of, you know, looking at the deals and kind of being able to market them, talk about them to the investors, write emails, all of that corporate marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into the marketing world. And at the same time, I got a position part-time with Natalie Barbu, who's an influencer that started her own agency for small businesses. So at the same time, I was dealing with corporate marketing for a very large firm in finance, as well as small business focused agency style marketing. And I found that I liked the agency style more. And as I got more into that, a couple brands from my own network in the South Asian space would reach out to me and be like, Mm. can you help us? Can you freelance for us? So essentially when September of 2020 came around, I was juggling four jobs because I had my corporate job. I was working with this agency. I was freelancing and then my bridal business started back up. Mm. And yeah, and basically over like my winter break or so, um, I looked at all of that and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is way too much. And Mm. I found that the corporate part had to go because I just did not enjoy corporate marketing as much as small business. So Mm. that's how I organically just, I mean, I went in January (laughs) 4th, I quit my job and thought, Hey, I'm going to freelance. And once my one month was up at my corporate, my like existing clients were like, Oh, you're doing this full time. Okay. Let's send you more people. (laughs) And I had no branding. I had no name of a company. I just, it was just me. And I instantly grew like double basically overnight. Yeah. And then I had to be like, okay, now I need to do (laughs) all of the legwork that you normally do when you start a company with like the branding and website, all of that. I had to do Mm -hmm. it later on because I found a need for it. It was very unintentional. Wow, this is incredible. I love, (laughs) love, love this. So what would you say to someone who is currently transitioning right now between positions? Like how do you keep your confidence and positive attitude with so much uncertainty going on? Um, so with me, I think I have looked to kind of, and and I'm a super type A person. So uncertainty causes me a lot of stress (laughs) and I've learned to control what I can control. So if mm-hmm. uh, whenever I'm either looking for new clients or um, looking for hiring people or things like that, like where there is a bit of uncertainty, I try to find what I can control in that situation. When you're looking for a new job, mm-hmm. you can control like what you apply to and how you market your skills. So obviously everyone goes into job hunting, having like their dream position, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, I know this from like three years ago before the pandemic, the job market's so tough and it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to like find your dream position. So I think I would go in kind of diversifying myself to different industries and making sure I'm like really looking at all my strengths. Cause I think that's what I didn't do Mm -hmm. when I was hunting for a job was that I thought I was boxing myself into one thing. And you really learn that that's not the way you should do it because it closes you off from opportunity instead of opens the doors for you. 
Mm, yeah, interesting. And what about transitioning from a job to starting your own business and growing that business? Like, what would you say was the biggest challenge you had to overcome uh, mindset wise? Um, mindset wise, I think it was the fact that like, my life looked so different from my friends who were working corporate. Like, Mm, you know, I didn't have the same pockets of free time. And even now my job requires a lot of travel. So it's hard because my friends will want to, you know, either go to the normal happy hours (laughs) after five or um, hang out on the weekends. And sometimes I'm at events on weekends or I'm traveling. And that like initially when I started, it was really hard because it was hard to balance my personal life and my work life. Um, and I do believe in the beginning when you start a business, that portion really like gets to you, especially mm. if you're young. Um, and it's hard to find the balance. But I think I think you can't beat yourself up about it because there's some days where you have to work. And then there's some days where you have to not work. And you have mm. to learn to give yourself a little bit of grace and not feel too guilty about either mm. like option. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about feeling guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we all go through there and like, we feel like we got to be on all the time. We got to get to the next idea, get the next client, get the next milestone. (laughs) So how do you actually really start to get back in your body and and cultivate that trust and and just calming down and and doing something that feels good. <laughs> I was truly the worst at this. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, especially when I was in that four job phase, I literally had no balance. And like I look back at that and I'm like, oh my god, what were you doing? Yeah. Um, because you get caught up in the grind and. It wasn't until like I hired my first employee that I felt like mm. I could actually let go. Um, because it was like someone else was taking responsibility, but mm-hmm. what got me was that when I did hire my first employee, I like was fighting harder for her to have a work-life balance than I was for myself. And I looked mm. at that and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> if she can get work-life balance, you should also be able to. <laughs> and that's when like the structure of my company changed to like me also being able to take weekends off. And like, Mm. I started very slow because again, the guilt can get to you. So Mm. I started with taking like Saturdays completely off and not touching my computer. Then it like very quickly, I was like, oh, this is nice. Okay. I can take Sunday (laughs) off too. And like, now it's to the point where like, you know, I have a team. So um, right now it's the summer. So like summer Fridays, holidays, birthdays, like we take days off and like, don't feel bad about it. Going on vacation, take the day off, like Mm -hmm. things like that. Because I think it's easy to structure your day in the way where you can say like, I have deadlines to hit. I'm going to hit those deadlines and then I'm going to enjoy myself. Some days, like even a nine to five, I, when I worked my corporate job, like there were days where we had work to do and I would work overtime, Mm. but there were other days where like I would finish my work by 11 and then I had the entire day. So mm-hmm. I think the work from home culture has really allowed us to like be able to try to fit more into our lives mm-hmm. that we were missing out on when it was like the normal nine to five hustle yeah. before the pandemic. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of this. This is really, really good. And 
I'm curious to know, like, what was the biggest, best piece of advice you've ever gotten in your entrepreneurial journey? Um, I think one of the pieces that I've gotten has been around patience. Um, mm-hmm. I am in my like general personal life, I am not the most patient person in the <laughs> world, but honestly, starting a business will teach you patience like nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've like learned to kind of relish the moment of you know, success, milestones, and then work hard, but not get discouraged um, mm. when when you don't immediately achieve the next milestone because you, you're so surrounded, especially working in social media. I'm sure like you mm-hmm. see this all the time yeah. too. Imposter syndrome is so real because you always see people, you know, posting about their milestones yeah. and it's so easy to get caught up in that, but you really learn how to be patient and then celebrate your milestones as you start a business um, and grow a business too. I love that. Yeah. It's really like cultivating that awareness of like, yeah, I'm celebrating with them, but I'm also on my own journey and I'm also growing at my own pace and that's okay too. So yeah, Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. So I asked this to everyone who comes on the show and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Oh, um, that's a great question, by the way. And I I <laughs> feel like you might get so many different responses yeah. from that one. Um, being a powerful leader to me um, really means being the best I can be for my employees. I think mm. having employees is such a huge responsibility and mm. it propels you to be better every single day, especially if you've like come from different jobs and I'm sure we've all been there where we've seen an example of like how to not be a boss. Um, And so knowing that looking at my own experiences and just like looking at the needs of my employees has definitely changed the game for me. Um, Especially having an all remote team, it's so hard to cultivate culture and Mm. make sure everyone feels heard. And I, I honestly, that is one thing that I really prioritize is touching base with everyone, making sure I'm a very involved CEO and not just like there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, And that's, I think, what helps me be a powerful leader. I love that. Yeah. Like, it's so true. It's like, it's like really challenging to keep that culture alive when everyone (laughs) is like remote. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it makes total sense. And I'm pretty sure your team is so happy to have you as a leader. That's for sure. <laughs> I hope so. And I love every single person on my <laughs> team and I'm, I'm so happy to have them. So I always like every single day when things, when I'm like looking at my to do's and then I like, I put to do's on that, like other people on my team handle. And it's so refreshing to like check them off and be like, yeah, this person's got it. They're amazing. And like, so on and <laughs> so forth. The little things. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love it. So I want you to brag a little and share with us, like what was one of the biggest accomplishments that you've ever had in business? Like if you want to share a client testimonial or something really cool that happened for you. Yeah. One thing I would say that recently happened to us was that I 
was able to bring on my first two like W2 employees, which like, mm-hmm. it, that's such a stressful thing to say, because, you know, you work 1099, you work contractors all the time, but W2, you're like responsible for benefits and paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And as a small business, you, you really never know when you're going to get there. And so I'm really excited that I'm able to bring on my first two this summer. That's amazing. Wow. Incredible. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. It's nerve wracking, but so exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine for sure. Um, So do you have any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience today? Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of, I think it's definitely to, as I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. savor the moment um, and mm-hmm. like learn to kind of be present because there's so many milestones that I feel like I've constantly been thinking about the next one um, that I don't feel like I fully was mm-hmm. able to enjoy it. And now the more I think back, the more I'm like, wow, man, like I wish I, you know, kind of stayed in a moment longer. So mm-hmm. um, like whether that's for my fashion business, whether that was my first bride or with my agency, whether that was like launching the website, it's it's like life moves so fast and we have to learn to kind of take a pause and give yourself a pat on the back. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still learning how to do that. So I feel like <laughs> it's a great tip to kind of make everyone aware of. Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress for most of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and it's because we're living such a fast paced life that we yeah. kind of forget. It's like second nature to just be like, oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, moving on. Yeah, that's so true. Like minimizing our, our achievements. Um, yeah, totally, totally. And I think it's also about like following our intuition and our gut and doing what's best for us in the moment as well. Um, yeah, like if you feel like like I never would have done this in the past, but now I'm pretty good about this just for even for like mental health purposes and just to make uh, yourself feel good. Like you if you had a big client win, like go and buy yourself a coffee, go and <laughs> like do something nice for yourself or um or like the, you don't have to celebrate big milestones in a big way. I think like again, mm-hmm. social media makes us think that oh, you should throw like a huge party or like something Mm -hmm. like that, but you can do those like little things to at least make yourself feel good about Mm -hmm. something that happened. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. This is awesome. So where can people go to connect with you further online? If they want to reach out to you, get to know you, work with you, like where can they go? Yeah, for us, um, you can find my agency at kahanidigital.com. It's K-A-H-A-N-I digital.com. And from there, you can find us on Instagram. Um, feel free to DM us or um, if you have any questions on social media, PR, anything, um, even like starting a business. I love talking to people and like mm-hmm. learning about what their passion is, what their idea is and mm-hmm. helping them navigate that. So feel free to reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Go reach out to Hani. She's awesome. You won't regret it. Thank you so much again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time and for you to be here. Oh, thank you for having me. I love talking to you. This was amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. 
if you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.